Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Art of NFT Business. I am your host, Jonathan Goodman. I own Trigonal Gallery, and my co-host is professional soccer player Florian Below. How are you doing, Florian? Hey, Jonathan. I'm good. Thank you. Good. Yeah. I mean, this is an exciting, it's been uh, an exciting week in the NFT world. We're going to get into all of it. Uh, first, we want to just start by giving you all a disclaimer. So this is not a financial advice and should not be taken as financial services or advice. The views and opinions expressed in the video are purely speculative and do not guarantee any specific results. The NFT space is extremely volatile and has high risk. Never act on anyone's advice or opinions without doing your own research before investing. You should speak to a financial advisor. We are not financial advisors. Um, also, I just want to do a further disclosure. I am an entrepreneur. Florian is a professional soccer player. I am working on a generative NFT series that is going to launch in December. Uh, there are some projects that we will be speaking about that are either owned by one or both of us, or we are on the whitelist. So with that, uh, we want to get into a little bit of the news, and we want to start with Mechaverse. So Mechaverse is one of the most successful NFT launches, generating more than $60 million worth of sales within a 24-hour period. Since the launch, a number of allegations have surfaced on social media suggesting that some buyers may have had early access to the metadata or the information that describes which attributes each NFT image contains. That data could have been used to purchase rare NFTs sight unseen. There was a lot of action that happened on Twitter. Twitter user Maltov accused the Mechaverse launch of being rigged. They highlighted public data from OpenSea and other resources that suggest one of the developers on the project, Weibo, from Minded Studios, managed to purchase one of the rarest NFTs around the average going price before the reveal. Twitter user Otto Suen makes the case that a single wallet holder scored multiple rare Mechaverse NFTs from unrevealed purchases, potentially via leaked data metadata info. Beanie tweeted, and this is where I came in and found all this out. I follow Beanie. The odds of somebody cherry picking all these legendary pre-reveals has got to be one in a billion. And there are many brand new accounts with no other activity with the same pattern. Feels like a criminal criminal conspiracy, to be honest. So wait, they, so, so what happened? Is like did did they buy it? Because I didn't follow you. Talk to me about it. Yeah, um, did they buy it? Once everybody minted the Makeverse, a lot of them went on sale on OpenSea. Did they buy it on OpenSea and they knew which one to buy? No. So let's so let's address that. So what actually happened? Um, the gap between the minting process and the image reveal uh, a few days later could have created a window in time which leaked metadata could have, could have been used to purchase certain Mechaverse NFTs, ones that could become much more valuable after the reveal. So, so yeah, so basically, the, yeah, you're right. Like the secondary market, that secondary market immediately, because what was it? It was, uh, it was, um, was it two ETH or 0.2 ETH for one? It and was, I think it was, 
0.2 for one and then 0.4 for two. Right. So a lot, a lot went on sale on OpenSea for like three to four ETH before the reveal. Yeah. And now it's down to two ETH. Yeah. Everything is down. That whole Mechaverse thing. So a lot of people put a lot of money into that. And yeah, so it was trading at seven ETH uh, before the reveal. And now it's down to two ETH, which is, I feel bad for anybody who, you know, sold their car and went and bought a Mechaverse on the secondary market. But that's, that seems to be what happened was that these guys knew or, you know, look, I mean, giving them the benefit of the doubt, maybe just, you know, some crazy thing. But when you think about the number of rares, right, when we look at like um, Magic Mushroom, which I'm, you know, involved in, the rarest of rares have nine rarities. And there's only 71 out of 10,000 of those. I mean, that's like a needle in the haystack, right? That's yeah. like trying to find, you know, you're, you're somehow going to find the rarest of the rare. And then it goes to these guys who actually produce the thing. I mean, it's one thing if you say, hey, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, everybody's going to get paid on the team. Plus we're going to give them, you know, each one rare one. And I think that's probably not a good thing to do, but so they didn't do that. Instead, they waited till the secondary market, but then it seems like they cherry picked which ones to buy. Yeah. But also like, it's not the only reason why like everything went, I'm not going to say South, but not everything went well as expected, especially because most of, the Mechaverse where like really some of them are really, really similar looking. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. That see, that's a whole other thing. So wait, let's bring that in. Let's take a look at this. I have this up it, here. It just, it seemed that it just kept adding on and on. And then first, like people complaining about the way these things were auction off, not even auction off, but like lottery. Cause there were like people tweeting about different like wallets, like holding like 20 of them. And now during the reveal, people finding out how to get rare NFTs. And now like they look really similar because the background is the same for any one of them. Yeah. See, this is the amazing thing is that look, you look here, there's 8,888. And these all look super different and they really look, you know, incredible. But when you actually go in to the layers, if I was to pull up, um, let's see if I can do that. If I pulled up. Open Just go State. on OpenSea. So wait, how is it possible there's like only 8,500 items out of that? That was interesting, right? Yeah. Right, there's supposed to be eight thousand eight hundred and eighty-eight, but there's yeah. only eight thousand five hundred and ninety-two. Where's the other couple of hundred there? Um, I mean, oh, so they are verified. Wow, the floor, the floor kind of wow, the floor really dropped. Now it's one point three. Wait, no, no, no. So I guess the floor went. No, the yeah. floor has gone down. Yeah. So these look, let's see how, I think like the really common. Look, look, on the, between the 66.14 and then 54.89, just above. Look, it's not that different. This? 
There's just a little bit more orange to it. That's it. The middle one, the green one. Oh, this one and this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, between this one and that one. Yeah. I think they could have used a little bit more detail, especially with these background. two. Yeah. This is not, this is terrible. Between these two, there's so little difference. The color. Okay. We're not saying it's a bad uh, NFT. We just, I think, for the hype and the people that were working on it and they should have done a better job. And as you said, like you mentioned last week, it's going to set a, a good like base and trademark for, for any other big NFT coming out in, in a few weeks or a few months to come. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think that it's interesting that I've always had a little bit of a problem with this project from the outset, you know, and yeah. one of the things that I don't know if I talked to you, but I talked to somebody else about it. You know, we're in such an early stage in the development of this type of technology, even the generative art stuff, mm -hmm. that to do this in three dimensional, right? And I know, I know that there's programs out coming out soon. There are people that are changing their board ape into three dimensions and things like that. But to do this mechaverse in three dimensions, looking at looking the way that it is, which looks super cool when, when you look at the really rare ones. But when you go through and you think about how are they going to make 10,000 of these, right? I mean, now that I have hands-on experience of how to actually create a 10,000 generative art series, I know even more now that, you know, the hard work that has to kind of go in when you're going to change something when you're going to you know add a feature or or replace a feature or something like that and so yeah i i think that they i think that they bit off too more too much more than they could chew right and i think that they they got so hyped and things were so hyped around this whole project mm -hmm. that they didn't really think about the diversity on the common level and i mean i'm you know, I'm super glad that you didn't go in on this. I'm super glad that I didn't go in on this. And other people that I knew didn't, they thought they were going to have the time to be able to get, get in there and mint one, but they didn't. So they missed the project. But this really, really fell flat on its face. And I think that, look, the, the, you, haven't, you haven't really kind of, you know, uh, you've been doing other things, so you haven't really gotten the news, but there have been a lot of rug pulls. So a rug pull is when, you know, there's a hype behind a launch and then, uh, you know, they sell it and then like the team walks away. Yeah, yeah. I remember They're telling. nowhere to be found. Like the Discord gets shut down, their Twitter gets shut down and they run away with, you know, $1.4 million. And it's, it's getting crazy out there because you really have, we'll, we'll get into this in a little bit when we start talking about other projects coming up when we do our little review after the news. but you know, people, it's like really buyer beware. Like they re yeah. really have to know because all of these are so expensive. I mean, and look, I mean, everybody who's in this market is super young. So they're either, this is their, you know, they're in the beginning of their career and they're pouring in several thousand dollars into these projects. And if they get rug pulled or if there's something like the Mechaverse happens, it's, it's definitely a damaging situation. 
in the whole, um, you know, in the whole industry. Yeah. Should we move on to Bonji? Let's do a supportive uh, conversation on Bonji. Sure. Let's jump in. You know, you and I really love this project. Let me, let me bring it up for people so that they can see this. Well, it's, well, I, I definitely like this project because of, of the people behind it. I think yes. they do a good job of communicating. They're not hiding, you know, like they're actually showing who they are. They have a really big time artist that is working really hard um, on this project. And, and, and since the, I don't want to call it a failed, failed launch because you're going to talk about it later, but they've done a lot of communication, communication with their members. They've done a lot of like, thing to keep everybody engaged and reward the, the the members so like the next lunch is going to actual people um and the art is just absolutely beautiful yeah you know so here's here's the crew uh brendan murphy he's a he's a great artist well known he has a lot of you know um uh who, who's the top tennis player what um Jokovic, he he's a he has a Bonji piece as well. He owns a Bonji piece. Serena Williams owns a Bonji piece. Uh, they announced today somebody else. I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't really paying attention. But I mean, these are professionals, right? These are people yeah. that you know. One of the things we'll talk about later with one of the projects, you know, the fact that there is a bio, there's a, a connection to the Facebook, there's Twitter, there's Instagram. These are real people, right? And we're not dealing with an anonymous or a pseudonymous you know, project group that you don't know who they are and you can't find them in the real world. Yeah. That, that, that says a million things to me, right? I mean, there's so many, uh, there's so many projects out there and you really have to like, as an investor in these, whether you're in it for the art or whether you're in it to flip it and make money, you really have to know, you know, here, you know, who is in the team, how big is the community, and, you know, what is the utility behind it? And if those, if those three things don't align, you have to run away from the project. And it doesn't matter if it's being hyped by another YouTuber or another influencer. Uh, if you don't know who that team is, I mean, there's just been enough rug pulls to say, like, you, you can't invest in it. It doesn't matter how good it is. And with Bonji, they've always been very straightforward. I mean, here's the thing. So... You know, I, you know, so we both are on the Discord. We're both on the, uh, the Twitter. We, we get all the messages from Bonji, from the Bonji project. And what, I, you know, I have to kind of, I read through the lot between the lines and everything, right? Everything in my life. Like I'm reading between the lines. What does this mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? I think, and, and they haven't come out with an official, official statement, but here's what I think happened just based on, the texts and the tweets and the messages that we got from Discord and Twitter. I think someone, some whale, and, and this has happened on other projects, some whale used a bot to get in as soon as they were going to launch the project. And he had multiple wallets set up to be okay. able to purchase multiple pieces. Mm -hmm. And that bot started attacking the server for the website, they saw it, they saw what it was and they shut it down. And that was really the right decision. Now, unfortunately, of course, like to the, you know, to the person who doesn't really understand what's going on, 
it looks like it's a failed launch, but it's actually not. It's actually like a safeguard, right? So if if you're getting, if you're, if, you know, look, we're going to talk about this later in terms of whitelisting, but, you know, they're, they've now expanded their whitelist, right? And really, honestly and truthfully, if they, you know, we'll, we'll get into this a little deeper later, but, you know, if you have, what do they have? Something like uh, 93,000 on their Discord? Some some incredible number, right? I think, I think you have like over 100,000 now. That's incredible, right? So that means that means 1% of their... 133. Huh? 133,000. 133,000. Yeah. There's only 10,000 available. So that means that they could have taken this week and said, okay, we're only going to do a whitelist here, right? And we're only going, that, that's the only method to purchase this. We're not going public. There's not going to be a Dutch auction. And we're simply going to validate whose wallet is real and whose wallet is fake. And yeah. that's going to be the whitelist. I mean, we've got a project launching in December and we're going to try to do the same thing. So we're working with different influencers and different projects and we're going to allow a whitelist, that whitelist, you know, look, if you have 3000 people on a whitelist and everybody's allowed to buy three, you basically have sold out your 10,000 collection. There's no reason to go public. And I, I understand that like, they wanna make it fair and equitable to everybody who, you know, who, who's gonna try to get it at the Dutch auction, but realistically, there, there, there's a very good possibility when this launches at 6 p.m. on Thursday this week, mm-hmm. they could get hit again with another bot. It's very okay. possible. I don't know what they've done to protect themselves, but you know, I, I think they made the right decision in terms of the in terms of shutting it down. Unfortunately, it broke the website, and so it looked to you and me and everybody else watching that the website had actually gone down, but that was, you know, there was nothing that they could do about that. They had to really pull the whole thing. Yeah. And, and now they have the opportunity to really just do a whitelist. What do you think? What do you, what, if you had, if you had 3000 people, even, even 3,500 people that were going to buy, you know, three, one to three each. So let's say you had 5,000 people and you said, everybody's going to buy two. That's your 10,000. Yeah. Why have a public auction? Why why have public at all? I don't know. It's a good question, but there's a lot of um, cost that goes behind creating an NFT, especially with what happened to them. They have been they had to recreate or probably re protect their website or the way they're going to launch again. So that and and they do a lot of um, on top of that, they are um, giving away like a lot of art like it's worth like five million um so having a dutch auction is a good way for them to in a way increase the price of the project right it, it's got having whitelist people whitelisted people is is good because you know they're real they know like they are really passionate about the project and you're not gonna buy it to resell it right away and make a profit mm-hmm. um but again, like so, it usually comes down to money because you have to pay those bills to create an NFT, and I'm sure you're gonna have to go through that. Yeah. Yeah, creating yeah. that, you probably 
put down your uh, your business plan and, and and you know what costs you'll you you'll you have to pay in, in order to to have a successful launch so it, it's good to that they increase that number of whitelist people because it gives them better chance to like members to actually get one at a really good price but also i think they need to have that kind of auction to to be able to generate money and then it fund the project on the long term as well yeah i totally forgot about those sculptures the statues it's, it's sculptures it's paintings it's now it's like i think there's a trip to win something like that i think i i don't know if it's part of the launch or if it's separated from the launch uh but they've done a really really good job of still promoting it and adding more substance to that launch and to that nft project and, and that would definitely be the reason why you would do a Dutch auction, because if they're going to give out those statues and other things like that. Absolutely. For, yeah, because we're not going to get that on the whitelist. No, yeah. no, no. You're not allowed to, because what we get is a really good price for an amazing project. Right, right. Um, now, I don't know what will be the total number of whitelist people, whitelisted people. Um and I, I'm curious to see how that auction go, but as I, we probably talk, talked about it this week or last week about it, it's more like the more bigger project there is, the more problem there's going to be, more like whales or individuals are going to try to find a way to get the rarest NFT or, or try to get as many as they can. And we, we are at the beginning of something new, right? Like it's, it's not even like a few years old. Like we've talked about it together for like a few months. Yep. Um, so it's brand new. So we don't know all people that are creating an FT project don't really know how to respond to, to those attacks or to those like problems they're going through. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of changes that have happened. I mean, there's a, there's the whole, uh, DAO. There are many, you know, that are coming out and, and they want to be a DAO. Uh, there's now these, I don't know if you saw this, this Kong NFT. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode where they are, where you, if you own and you hold an NFT from this Kong, you actually every day get five bananas and bananas are, you know, is actually a token and those tokens are worth $15. Okay. So somehow like you're gaining money every single day by holding these NFTs, which is amazing. I mean, you can make a tremendous amount. Like I don't understand the financial side of it of, okay, if you sold all of your NFTs and you made, you know, the same thing, 0.05, times 10,000 is, you know, $1.4 million. How mm -hmm. can you then give back 15 bananas, you know, or five bananas every single day uh, to at $15 a pop. So it's basically like $50 every single day that you're giving out to like 10,000 people. It's an enormous amount of money. I don't understand where that money is coming from, except that some people can buy it on, they can buy bananas on the open market. Okay. Um, but I don't see why, I mean, I guess if you didn't have $15,000 to buy one of those Kongs or whatever, however much it is, because it's probably more than 15,000 at this point, 
then you might want to just buy bananas in the hopes that the project would go up. But I believe, and I don't, I don't have this information because this isn't one of the projects that we were going to talk about. Um, but I believe that that dollar value is going down drastically. I, I think it was 15 and I think it's down to seven now, but yeah, there's, there's all of these different features and things to entice people to buy these NFTs. We're looking at it as well. Like we're trying to figure out like, what can we offer for with these NFTs that are going to bring in, you know, good value for the community and good value for us, right? Because yeah. a lot of these projects are saying, we're going to create a video game. Well, okay, well, video games take like two years to build out, even the crappiest video game, right? So investing now and waiting the two years, you might be better off just doing something else. There are others that are creating comic books. There are others that are, you know, just creating like different things out there to kind of entice the community. Yeah. We're not sure what we're going to do, but we are looking at it and we know that we have to, you know, we have to prove provide um, a unique, a, a unique sales pitch to the community to want to participate. Yeah. No, I agree. It's uh yeah, it's particular and you have to follow everything like this information every day, every hour of the day. It's 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 pretty crazy. Um, but you know more about it because you are right in it. You know, like this is your daily job. It's crazy. So I wake up, you know this, I wake up super early. I come downstairs to the living room. I watch an hour's worth of YouTube videos that have launched overnight talking about different projects and crypto and, and different things like that. Then I, you know, I, I do my little exercise in the morning, then I come back, do my little bit of French, and then I'm right back in it, right? I'm reading all the tweets. There's tons and tons of tweets in, in, in the industry. Uh, lunch, I get lunch. I watch another YouTube video or another two YouTube videos. Uh, before dinner, I watch another couple of YouTube videos because these things, like they're just everything's moving at such a fast pace. And I've yeah. always got my, I've always got Twitter up. I'm always reading Twitter. It takes, you know, you have to kind of like be immersed in it. To mm -hmm. it. and I still, what what's amazing is that I still feel that even like with the YouTubers that I watch, I still feel like I'm two months behind them. Like I know that I'm way ahead of anybody who's getting into the market now, yeah. but that's only been about seven months. Right. So now like, I'm like two months still behind the YouTubers. And once I can kind of catch up to them and I have this, we have this big um, conference, uh, NFT.NYC the first week of November here mm -hmm. in, in New York city. Uh, that's going to be amazing. Uh, the tickets were pretty damn expensive, uh, but I did decide to go. I'm a, I'm a cheap bastard. $500 for a ticket is a lot for me. Um, but it's, you know, it's three days. And I think that the parties alone, you know, because really like when you go to, I don't, you, I don't know if you've ever done this, you go to a convention, right. And uh, not Comic-Con, but like, you know, industry conventions, right. So everybody's got a booth. Everybody's talking about stuff. That's not what this is. I think that this is just presentations, the more like a Ted talk, right. You know what a Ted talk oh, is? Yeah. Yeah. 
So more like that. But then uh, we have party after party after party uh, going on in the evenings. Uh, RSOP, they've, they've joined forces with other, you know, uh, things. We've got Magic Mushrooms coming in. They should be doing something. I don't know if they're going to do something or just go to different parties. And I've got my, uh, my friend uh, Zach from Tower. He, there's a, I don't know if you've ever heard of this band called Tower. I don't know what kind of stuff you, you don't really listen to. This is like, um, what's, what's heavier than heavy metal? What do they call that? Uh, death metal? I think it's called death metal. I don't know. You're asking it's, the wrong person right now. <laughs> it's the crazy, it's crazy stuff. So he's in that band. Uh, we're going to be doing a project with them uh, in November. And uh, which I probably shouldn't have mentioned. And I probably will have to cut out in the edit. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to try to just get himself into every single party over this, that week. And we're just going to, uh, be right behind him. We're just going to hold his coattails as he runs in, <laughs> trying to get it spotted in those parties. But yeah, so, you know, in a, in a, in a conference like that, it's, you know, those connections. And then hopefully I will walk out of that conference with like just an enormous amount of information like yeah. you know you know you go to these things and like you're not sure whether or not you're going to know more than the speakers or mm -hmm. you're not gonna you know and i'm hoping that like i'm hoping that like 70 percent of it is totally new to me that would be amazing yeah. be so nice. let's to uh panda dynasty yeah so panda dynasty is doing some really interesting things in fact uh again back to twitter about an hour ago, they just announced a two-person. Uh, so they're running a contest to go to China. Two people from the community, they will fly to China and they will be able to play with pandas in the in the Chinese zoo. I mean, that's, that's that incredible. is that's incredible, right? I mean, yeah. I don't have any interest in going to China right now. But uh, to play with pandas, that would definitely be a lot of fun. They've got this treasure hunt that uh, you and I took a look at. And well, you, we... you did. I tried to understand. I think you have more information. So I'm here to listen because I want to get one. We talked about it. Um, oh, yeah. Last time I looked on, on the OpenSea, they were like at 0.018. Now they're back at 0.025. Oh, are but... they really? They jumped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, hopefully, think... hopefully it's because of the treasure hunt. Probably. And I think if you really want to get into it, you should before October 31st. Yep. Halloween. Halloween, because they're dropping. Uh, well, you, you, you'll you need one to play the game for sure. And then one or more. And then you also you'll get like drops, some kind of like pumpkin or anything. Well, yep. you know more. So I'll let you talk about yeah, it. Yeah. 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 So so let, let's go through it. So uh so first of all, I only have two pandas and uh, whatever happens with Bonji, if I have money left over, I'm going to buy more pandas because here's the thing. So this is an eight step panda pass. You can, so it's, I got to go through this slowly. So panda pass one is the pandas that you currently hold, right? Panda pass two is an airdrop pumpkin on halloween so now they're gonna you're gonna they're gonna airdrop you a pumpkin in different colors okay. that uh per panda that you own that you have okay you can then fuse the pumpkin with your panda 
and that gets you one panda pass. But of course, like I only have two pandas. So now the question becomes like, either I have to buy more pandas or I have to sacrifice one of my pandas to become a pumpkin panda. And I I don't know. I mean, if I had four pandas, if I had five pandas, I, I would have no problem with this, right? I would do this in a second. So then the treasure chest opens if you have the right color panda pumpkin merger, which is, again, I mean, uh, it just makes me kind of think like, do I really want to like ruin my panda and make him a pumpkin panda and then wind up not having the right color? But still, I think somebody who has like a bunch of pandas, this would be amazing for them. Panda yeah. pass number three you get airdropped a washing machine and that's that's a whole story in their in their comic book and everything like that i tried to help them out with their comic book but uh they it, it didn't work out the artists that i knew weren't really skilled at the stuff that they needed yeah so then the time machine this is panda pass four the time machine extracts accessories from your panda only a few of those accessories will be considered a panda pass. So now I'm not sure if it's a if you get the pan if if you get the panda pass if you have the right color pumpkin panda and then you get another panda pass if you have the right accessory with the panda with the time machine. Well, I think I think you should definitely cut that segment and tag them and probably get an answer i think that would be yeah 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 Yeah. we'll 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 clip this and we'll send this to them for for more explanation then panda pass five they want to make sure you've read the comic book and you will need to solve a puzzle using a word from the comic book panda pass six the first 888 people who have made it this far in the game will receive the time machine nft and then panda pass seven you'll be able to connect your panda with the time machine and create a baby panda. And then Panda Pass 8 is the Fiat Panda NFT. And they actually put a tweet out there this morning asking if anybody had any connections to Fiat to see if they could do a giveaway. So only eight people will win and that will get them a gift of like, it's a gift basket that includes like, 20 pandas you get eth you get the royalties you you like you that's your entry into the dow which then gives you royalties through the merch the comics and open sale open sea sales i mean i mean you know here's the thing like again like if i had five pandas i would do this in a second i would fuse two pumpkins and see if i had the right color then I would fuse the time machine with my third panda. And then I would, no, no, the, the, wait, the washing machine. Right, right, right. The washing machine. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I might've written that wrong. I think it's the washing machine extracts accessories from the panda. And then you can connect. So then that, that would be three. And then, so now I really need six because I want to leave two just the way that they are. Yeah. So then the, then, then now here's the question. Do I take my 
washing machine panda and now connect it to the time machine panda and create a baby panda? Am I burning that panda? Or am I winding up with a time machine panda, a baby panda, two pumpkin pandas, and a washing machine panda? It's very complicated. That is very complicated. But the but the the wins, the winning is amazing. Now I don't think we even have fiat here in the U.S. I don't I don't think fiat is a that must that's a French car company. Fiat. Fiat. I think it's. I don't think so. I think it's Italian. Oh, maybe it's Italian. But uh, um, I mean, I don't know of anyone who drives a Fiat here in the United States. In the U.S., I don't think. Uh... Yeah, it's Italy. Oh, okay. So it's an Italian. Uh, I mean, look, I mean, if you get 20, so really, okay. So here's the great thing is that if you've now invested, let's say I've invested now in an additional four pandas, which is going to run me one ETH. So that's 3000. And then somehow I managed to win. Now I'm getting 20 pandas back. I'm getting a bunch of ETH back. And I'm getting royalties for the merch and the comics and the open sea sales. That's like that's like a huge windfall for those eight people that are going to win. That's mm-hmm. that's a good incentive. If I had one ETH, I would definitely do that. But then I wanted to ask you another question before we get into our reviews. You have a you have a good amount of ETH, not a not a you know not millions, but you've got a good amount of ETH. Yeah. There is an indication in the crypto community that believes that by March of next year, mm-hmm. ETH will reach $20,000 in ETH. So now... You can never predict those things. They, they, they've said last year that Bitcoin would reach uh, 100000 by the beginning of last year, of this year, sorry. Uh, still not happening. So it's it's always like, there's no backup to what people say. They can just hype it up. We, we, we've seen Bitcoin rally after uh, after Elon Musk tweeted about it. Uh, so we have to be really careful about any kind of assumption and any kind of news that you hear or you see. Um, right now, Bitcoin is back to 60. 62. 62. So... We'll see about Ethereum as well. Um, I think Ethereum has a really solid future, uh, yeah. as well as any other, uh, a bunch of other cryptocurrencies. Uh, but we always have to be careful. But well, what I'm asking you is, you know, let's say hypothetically that there is a good indication that it's even going to go above the $3,777 that it is today, Right. Or, or wherever it is today, you know, at, even if it jumps up to 10,000, right? Mm-hmm. You know, do you still invest knowing that every time you buy an NFT, you're spending ETH and you're potentially losing money in the long run? How do you, how do you look at that? I don't know. That's a good question because I haven't, I haven't bought any NFT yet. Um, it's wait, I, I thought you. Oh, oh, 
So, oh, so the first purchase you were going to make was the Bonji. It was a Bonji, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I didn't realize. Um, that. But I don't know. I won't, I wonder how the prices from the NFT are going to change with, um, with time and, and, and like when you see Ethereum being like really bullish over the last few weeks, you look at the new projects coming out. The price has been the same. It's always between 0.06 to 0.08. Yeah. So are those projects still going to keep like, I'm, I want to sell my project right now for two ETH. It's a, and then Ethereum is like 3,000 something. And then in a few months, I still want to sell my, my project at two ETH. And this time, Ethereum is like five or six grand. Is it going to be the same or are they going to be, portion or i don't know you said that in english but are they going to adjust the price like you mentioned yourself for the project you were like we are thinking about doing this amount for the project if price goes up we'll probably think about reducing the price to be right. more affordable right that and that's true with our entire gallery we're reviewing right now uh the pieces that are in the trigonal gallery and nfts and you know we're thinking that you know we set those prices when Ethereum was, I want to say like a 2000. I mean, it was really not where it is yeah, now. The only people that can buy those projects or those art or those photographs or anything that's on the blockchain, they have to own Ethereum or any other cryptocurrency. So if the price is the same for them, it's not going to change much. It's going to be pretty much the same value. Well, because because if you yeah, if you want to sell something at two ETH now at the price of Ethereum, and then you want to sell like in a few months at two ETH in another price, it's pretty much still the same because it's still on the Ethereum. Right. It's a question of what do you want to do with that limited yes, number exactly. of points? What, what can you do with that cryptocurrency right now? Not much right. besides that. Right. That that's very true. Right. And so besides buying and selling that that's pretty much that's it i mean right now but you know if you hold it for the long term and that you know that you know that's where everything kind of gets like you know look to me for cardano cardano is currently at i think 280 i bought it at a dollar 10 i've already doubled my you know my amount uh i'm not happy with that but if it goes to 3000 the the fact is is that i still have the thousand Cardano ADA that I have. And, you know, to me, I bought it at a dollar. So but do, you whatever- see, do you see crypto as a stock investment or do you see crypto as a utility in the future? That's a great question. That's so exactly. are you going to own it in a wallet so you can go travel and pay with that money or you just want to keep it as an investment and buy and sell? That's funny. So I look at Ethereum and Cardano differently. Yeah, so exactly. I look at Ethereum as a utility, as something that I'm going to buy and sell, regardless of what the price point is. I think Bitcoin is kind of like that as well. Like if I wound up, you know, in 2017, if I had 100 Bitcoin, like that would be amazing. Uh, but I don't. So now I'm getting into the Ethereum market at the price that it's at. So I'm just getting less Ethereum, basically, for what I can afford. But let, and, let, let, let's take that example like imagine you own that 100 bitcoin in 2016 2017 or whatever Hmm. 
And now you start seeing countries that are accepting Bitcoin to pay for any goods and services. Would you use that money to pay for it or would you just sell it to make a profit? That's a great question. I, so I would never sell it. Um, I would, there are DeFi, um, there are DeFi services in crypto that I can lend it out. And, you know, I basically become the bank. I can lend out and I can get a high interest return. Um, I could, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that very rich people do, like, you know, the way that they hide their money and everything like that. So I would look to kind of, you know, profit in a way where I was living off of the interest, but I would never sell. Uh, well, no. So, so I would, I think I would take 10% and I, and I would probably do this with Cardano as well. Cardano is a perfect example, right? So it, it's 280 now. When it gets to 3,000, which it will, whether it's a year or 10 years from now, it will get to 3,000. Um, I would take 10% of that to, to kind of use as utility. Uh, I don't know. That's a really good question. Think about it. Then you'll, you'll answer it next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll think about it and answer it next week. I, I think that's a challenging question because... Cardano, I see as more of a stock, and Ethereum, I see more as a utility. Because but, you, you use Ethereum right now on the OpenSea market to oh yeah for NFT, so it's fine. Cardano, the blockchain is still developing. It's not, it's not like yet useful, um, but it should be utilized like in the in the near future for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get into our reviews. Let's do a little bit of that. Should we explain to everybody uh, how we're going to do these reviews? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Okay, so this is going to be a five-star review. Uh, each of us gets a half a star vote. Vote number one is, do we like the artwork? Vote number two is, does it have a community? Uh, we're going to look at Twitter and Discord. Uh, star number three is, does it have utility? We're going to look at the roadmap. Uh, do we like, star, star number four is, do we like the team? Are they real or are they anonymous? And star number four is, are we investing? That would be another star. And so let's look at uh, the first one that we're going to look at is Pantheon. Let me clear some of this. Which uh, one? Uh, neon pantheon okay yes so let's see this is a 10,000 unique deities to be enshrined the neon pantheon is an alternative dimension where deities exist they adopt appearances made in our image transcend across time space and cultures which deity will you enshrine so Let's look at the art. Let's see if they have more. So these are the little pieces of art that they've got going on. I think it's interesting that all of a lot of them have headphones. I think that's yeah. kind of they, they have, they've they've released some sneak peek in there uh, in the Discord, uh, but that's pretty much what you see on the on the team right now. How they're going to look like? I feel like 
Yeah. Um, but it's a fairly new project. What do you think about the art? I really like the art. I think I like the idea behind it, like the spiritual, like um, they call it like deities, de- deities, um, deities, yeah. deities uh, which is really spiritual. Um, they actually just released a lot of the roadmap like a few days ago because they were they were working on um, creating it with their members, which they don't have much on on. on on discord yet uh, it's still like going up of course but it's fairly a brand new project but the roadmap might change over the course of the next few days or few weeks yeah but i do really like the art that's what i kind of like made me um get on the discord uh you of course have to be really active if you want to be whitelisted which mm-hmm. i haven't been lately uh, but i was really inspired by by the art especially and the fact that the people behind it are not hiding. They have linked to their LinkedIn, uh, even though they don't put their picture up. It's probably just more, more to promote the, the art and, and the project, but they actually have linked uh, their LinkedIn on, on the website. Um, so it, it's pretty good. And, and I keep following it and see what news and announcement they're having in, in, in every day. Uh, that, that's my okay, take. So- so let's so let's do the star thing. Let's just do the art first. Are you giving it a half the star, half of your star? Yeah, I'm definitely giving it a half star. Okay, so I'm I'm doing that as well. So we are going to give one full star for design and illust- and uh, artwork. Okay, now let's look at their community. So their community has four thousand. This is as of uh, as of yesterday. I think we can open this up. I'll uh, I'll check on on. On Discord as well. Um, yeah. Maybe yeah, it's grown they, have, they have twenty five hundred. Okay, twenty five hundred on Discord. Yeah. Did you round up on that number? Twenty five oh nine. Okay, twenty. Okay, so twenty five hundred. Um, and they've got so they've grown their their Twitter a little bit since yesterday. Uh, they have four thousand three hundred and ninety five. I I'm pretty sure they joined like they created. The, the 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 Twitter late September, um, so it's it's fairly fairly recent, it's probably two or three weeks. Yes, it says it right there. It says September. So of course they're looking for traction, um, but I don't know if they still if they have a. Well, I'll tell you. You know, when I checked this, when I was writing the show notes. They were at 4,187. Now they're at 4,395. So they are definitely getting uh, getting some momentum there. So that's really good. Uh, I mean, when it comes to community, what I'm going to say is in order for this project to be successful, they're going to have to grow their Discord to at least 10,000. Yeah. Right. And they're probably going to have to, if they can do the same on their Twitter, you know, or even just 7,000 or something like that. So for right now, I am not going to give them my half a star on the community. Are you going to give them a half a star? Uh, Not yet, because it's still growing and they are 
especially on the Discord, there's a lot of people talking, but they just want to. There's not really a lot of substance. It's more like try to get involved and be seen to be whitelisted because the way they whitelist people is you have to be active, but you have to be active in a good way for the community and for the project, sharing, tweeting, retweeting. And every day they whitelist more and more people based on, on, on the way you interact with others, if you're helpful, if you actually talk about the project. Um, and of course, it needs a little bit more traction, but the art and well, we're going to go after that to the to the utility. team uh, the, the utility as well but the team as well i think for me all the most two important things if you have a good art and a good team behind it there's no reason for that the, the project to fail especially if you put a lot of work into it yeah. um so it, it for me has good base yeah but for now i would not give uh, my half star on on the 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 on the community yeah let's uh let's take a look at the roadmap uh so first so first of all they haven't even really announced when they're going to launch this which is probably a really good idea for them to wait until they've gained more traction and and look we can come back and we can review this you know when they have a, a launch schedule we could look at it again uh this is an early review uh, since every single Neon Pantheon deity is, uh, a re is a remix, I have to make sure that I'm reading it correctly, a remix of different cultures uh, with special attention is placed to ensure that over, I should know that word, uh, artwork is handcrafted with a consistent art direction while leaving some room for visual surprises. Um, so this is their launch roadmap. So at 15% sold, 10 deities are randomly airdropped to 10 wallets, one each, eligible for first 1,000 addresses. 25% start rarity tools integration. 50%. Go ahead. I, I'm just like, it's it's really simple. Like it's yeah. not nothing crazy but if you scroll down a little bit more they are showing you what they're expecting uh in, in the future in the future in 2021 and 2022 as well yeah in the quarters um but you can tell it just dropped because it's just a base i think i hope i'm hoping they're gonna add a little bit more uh substance into that roadmap and then more utility for this nft um because also the roadmap is, is really important for a project to get traction and, and then be durable on the long run. Yeah, th this, this roadmap definitely needs to be built out. There's, there's nothing really here uh, that, yeah. Let, let's go into the post-launch roadmap. So they're saying Q4 2021 Shrine Maker. And I, and I will say, I like this immediately because they're giving a deadline, a business deadline, right? They're not just saying, here's the roadmap. We're going to eventually do this stuff. They're really saying, okay, Q4 of 2021, we're going to, and it says, after minting your deity, you may name your deity and tell their origin story. You can also create and customize a shrine for your deity. Naming is irreversible unless it gets a new owner. The new owner will then be able to rename the deity. That's something fun. That's cool. Q4 2021, Q1 2022, Neon Collabs. 
We think Neon Pantheon is a flexible foundation for us to create interesting collaboration opportunities. We will collaborate with up and coming and prominent artists to create rare or one of one artworks for the community. Pantheon Q 2022, the Pantheon, explore and browse all the deities and learn about their original history on neonpantheon.com. Well, that, that's pretty simple. That's just them building out their website. Um, and then Q2 2022, Q3 2022, Neon Pantheon AR mobile AP, uh, mobile app, sorry. You can place your deity shrines onto our real world via augmented reality. Once placed, other Neon Pantheon pilgrims can explore and visit. Due to the complex nature of building such an application, we plan to build the app in two phases. Phase one, being able to place your shrines using AR. Phase two, develop a tiered progression system with rewards to encourage holders to find and explore each other's shrines. Um, here's what I would like to say. Um, I would like to see the story built out now. I would like to understand, you know, is this kind of like a Stargate? Did you ever see the movie Stargate? No. Not the TV series either. Nothing. Doesn't ring a bell. Okay. Um, so I would like to see like a storyline, right? So for ours, we're building out a storyline. It's fairly simple at this point. It's a fracturized, fra fractalized dream world that has kind of exploded and kind of re reformatted. So that's why it has like all these different layers and things like that. I would like to really see a story here. I would like to understand what these deities are, what they can do. I think that they could even do like a Dungeons and Dragons level kind of, or Pokemon uh, card level thing to know, like what is the strength of my deity compared to other deities? That would be really cool to see and to understand. Um, I, I think that they're, they're doing good. I think that they just need to build out a little bit more on the roadmap because now like you know roadmaps are so competitive now between people saying like they're going to start a DAO, they're going to do a comic book they're going to do you know all this different stuff and i think that you know you have to kind of say like hey guys you guys are going to wind up with over a million dollars forty thousand dollar donation to education focused charity um why what what is what how does education how does an education charity feed into this deity world where is that coming from and yeah, then it's a bit more like specifics definitely definitely more specifics so what do we think in terms of utility as of now i won't give him a half star uh but again we're talking our project that's like a few weeks old right right and, so and then we may be doing this a little bit of a disservice. We maybe should should kind of come back to this at a later date. And uh, yeah, I think I think we should give it like a few more weeks and come back and and see like maybe compare it to what we've been talking, but maybe not maybe review a project that have been on like 
working in progress, work in progress for a month or two months. So, and, uh, so why don't we do that? Why don't we not grade the rest of this and not give a final grade on this? And instead we will kind of, uh, we'll, uh, let's do it. Let's do just the one, the divine anarchy. Yeah. Well, I did want to say something about silly T-Rex because okay. that is a lot of fun. Okay. So we're going to move on to silly T-Rex and for the guys at neon Pantheon, uh, we, we really like where you're going with this. We think that it just needs to be built out more. Okay. Silly T-Rex. So I love this project. Um, and I just have to bring up the, the, the Twitter account. Big D book is a seven-year-old artist in Thailand who loves art, art, monster, dinosaurs, and all weird stuff. And, uh, here's the video. Let's play that video for a second. I'm seven years old, soon you guys will see that I'm launching my new collection, T-Rex Superheroes. I mean, you see him legitimately drawing it right now, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, that's good for a seven-year-old. I think that's amazing talent. My name is I think that that's brilliant. So let's take a look at his artwork. So first of all, he's selling this for 0.015 ETH, which is like 60 bucks or something like that. Um, and I just, I think this artwork is just absolutely adorable. I think this is, I think it's awesome. And so it's not, you know, look, we can't really grade this the way that we would grade like an adult uh, piece where we're talking about uh, you know, what the Discord is and what the Twitter is. I mean, I think he has a fairly good following. Obviously, he sold out, you know, a lot of pieces already. Um, yeah. There's only 91 pieces. He keeps, he keeps, you know, listing more and more pieces. But I just think it's, I think it's really super cute. I think, you know, the artwork, I'm certainly going to give him a star there. Uh, are you getting, would you give him a star on this? Yeah, it's pretty cool, especially like knowing the story behind it. Um... Right. That gives more value to it. Yeah, I mean, he his community is however big. We can go and see his Instagram and then his uh, Twitter. You know what I like about this is that it's actually not like, it's not building a community. It's really just encouraging a child to be creative. And yeah. I'm sure that, look, $60 in Thailand is like, I'm sure it's like, making his life incredible so he's got a thousand followers on uh but he doesn't have an instagram so uh it, this is just his twitter okay uh so he's got a thousand followers which isn't that much right so he's not gonna we're not giving him a big score for uh for the community and we're not giving him a big score for utility um but you know when we look at the project this is a family project this is a kid. Um, and I just think it's a super cute. I, I think it's super cute. If I had, you know, if I had 0 0.02 ETH, once Bonji is done and once I've bought all of my Panda dynasties, I'm definitely going to get one of these. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think for 0 0.02 ETH, I think that's pretty good. You wouldn't buy one of these? Uh, this is not the kind of art I like. Um. 
I think this is adorable. I love this. Okay, so moving on, let's talk about Divine Anarchy, which is our last review for the evening. Um, did you take a look at this uh, this group? Um, we talked about it a little bit, right? Because you, yeah, you, actually, you actually own one of the NFT that are collab, like collaborating with them, no? No, so what it is is uh, Magic Mushrooms has, uh, they have 300 spots in this whitelist for Divine Anarchy. Uh, so the fact that I own five uh, Magic Mushrooms, I could try to get in, but here's the thing, we're gonna do this review and I apologize to Divine Anarchy and this is hard when you're grading something, but, uh, they're not going to get a lot of stars from me right off the bat. So do me a favor. Are you in their discord? No, I am not. Okay. So I, uh, so the last time that I was in their discord, well, let, let's, let's do, let's go through this each piece. Okay. So first of all, divine anarchy is the first attempt at an in-game governance NFT that will act as an experimental catalyzer for open source tribute. So the tribe formation, such methodology implies political organizations, interest groups, pseudo-anonymous alliances, and a battle of influence throughout a dynamic social network system. Uh, they are trying to be a social game theory experiment. Mm -hmm. Divine Anarchy is a decentralized NFT experiment where we combine sandbox game theory, not sandbox the game thing though, and community choice to bring forth innovative utility, community building, and an epic adventure for all players. By obtaining a Divine Anarchy NFT collection of objects, you can participate in creating the story, uh, narrative, combat, other bloodlines for Ascension, and so much more. Uh, trailer coming soon. So again, I think that this is a newer project i think if we looked at their twitter they they we can see where is yeah the, like I, I think around like 7500 and discord is like 79000 so twitter has yes exactly 7500 and the discord has 79 that, that's exactly right um and i'm sure i'm sure they're growing super fast because they got a nod from magic mushrooms and they're going to have like, gen there's going to be a Genesis collection. There's, then there's going to be Nemesis. There's going to be Heroes. So this is the artwork. Yeah, I, li I like it. I'm, I'm, I like, uh, it, it reminds me of like Japanese artwork. Uh, yeah. I'm, I love, I'm a big, big, big fan of uh, Miyazaki, the producer. Um, oh. I've watched like all of his anime movies um and, and i really enjoy like i don't read that much of uh, any like um i don't know you could say that in english but manga is like the right japanese, the, 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 the japanese comic yeah i really enjoy the art i really enjoy the characters so this is something that i really do like especially if they are trying to build in like an in-game with the whole like avatar on it that would be really cool. Yeah, it's just that, okay, so from, from, my, from my view, you know, we've seen so many of these half-faced NFTs, right? Th this isn't even quarter-faced NFTs. Like, you know, 
the mushrooms where you see more yeah their face this is purely one half of their face um i don't know i think that as we get into these nfts and knowing that there's you know if they're going to be in an action game i almost kind of want to see the full body at this point yeah. you know i i'd like to see more of what these characters are going to look like and you know i just there, there's nothing and i know i'm trying not to be harsh and critical but there's nothing that that is exciting and different than stuff that i've already seen out there okay you know well, that's, yeah that's your opinion you know yeah. um for me they, they, they they'll get my half star on the on the art because i really I, re- i do like it i don't mind like it's like half of it like half of the face but mm-hmm. i'm sure they could i'm sure they could like create like the full body or like some kind of like 360 visual right um, right but uh, definitely what do you think what do you so and i think i think we would also i i will give them the half my half star for the community you would probably do the same as well yeah right? of course it's already grown and it's pretty it's pretty consequent so it's i think it's a they have a good community i haven't been on there i don't know what kind of talk they're having if it's just to say hello and or if they actually have like some substance in there as well um but from the numbers it looks like it's it's pretty good but sometimes the numbers lie a little bit yes absolutely you have to be careful and then let's look at what the roadmap is going to be let me make sure i'm clicking on the road oh okay this is the roadmap so 10% milestone site and contract build well i would hope that they would i don't even understand that why wouldn't the site and con- that that should already be at zero site and contract build game theory finalized okay well that's internal stuff that's stuff that they should be working on internally pre-sale whitelisting complete okay i i don't think they This should all be pre before the 10% milestone. Maybe they're not understanding what the 10% milestone is. I don't know, but I don't think they have the storyline introduced yet, so I think it's still like a work in progress. They're really at the beginning of everything. But really when we say 10%, we're saying 10% sold. That that's how I take a roadmap. Oh, okay. You know, that that's how I read a mo- roadmap is that at the point where there is 10% sold, you're going think- to do X Yeah, but I think it looks like more like how they are how their work is going because like at 50% you see the mint, the minting begins. Right. So it's more like of a roadmap. Okay, this is we are right there. We just started like a few weeks ago. I, I, I that's the only way I can see this because when minting begins at half like a 50%, it means yeah. like they have everything settled for the minting and then they're going to keep working after that i don't think they understand what the roadmap is supposed to be but it the says season one too so what is season two? Oh, means like there's different seasons for the roadmap oh i don't know i don't know i don't know i'm so 25 game roadmap introduced new nft mechanics revealed But they're not really talking about what they're going to do. So then 100% community challenges begin, divine judgment. So there's no money going back to a charity. There's no money going back to, in fact, it says at 25%, the, the mint date is going to be determined. 
So I think I think they're misunderstanding the roadmap. So I am not I am not giving them my half star for the utility. What what are you thinking? Well, the utility goes as as well. Like they they a little bit below the roadmap, or where is the roadmap? Well, I mean, this is the roadmap. Do you, are you on the same page? You can see this. Yeah, I am. But there is something also called perks of owning a divine anarchy. This is also the utility of it. Um, wow. You have political influence. Players get access to private chat rooms where they can trade, converse, and build a new par- paradigm of yeah. governance. Deflationary specs. Their first NFT with smart contract guaranteed deflationary merchandise uh, mechanics. Sorry. First of its kind built into the game theory. Uh, sandbox effect. Join us in making NFT history by sculpting the future of the Divine Arcade storyline by your participation and influence and kingdom perks. Special real life rewards, airdrops, and access to a member only shop with limited edition drops designed in Europe. Um, yeah, for the roadmap, I don't think I would give them a half star. I would love to see, especially knowing what kind of art it is. I would love to see like, like Panda going out with like a comic book or story. I hope that I would say like it costs nothing just to put it on a roadmap. Like we want the community to help us build a great storyline so we can put it in a comic book. Yeah. I think again, we're at the same point where we were with neon Pantheon. I think that they need to do a lot more work in terms of what is the value added to the roadmap when I'm investing in this, because you have to look at this as an investment, right? So you're, you're spending your Ethereum to try to buy this. Now, here's the kicker. This is going, I don't know if you've read ahead, but they are anonymous. Yeah, they are. They have, so this goes to their, this goes to Asset Vendors Twitter, which it, it didn't work la- yesterday when I was pulling all this stuff together. The, these links did not work. This, with, this was created in February in 2021. So this is, an, this is a very, very new, uh, they've got 11, he's got 11,000 followers. Um, if we go back, let's see these other people. I, I don't know. So he's the creator. They are the creator of uh, Divine Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, you you cannot to... click on the two others. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click on them, but I'll, I'll do a... Oh wow! I can't even look at that. I can't even. I don't think. I don't think if you can, you can do that. You probably won't find them on Twitter. Oh, so they're not. So those links are not working. I don't think so. Yeah, I I certainly cannot give a star because if we don't know who these people are, I am not investing. I just outright. If I don't, if I don't, if there isn't a link to their Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or, or LinkedIn, they really need to have a LinkedIn profile to me. Yeah, I, think, I think to be honest, I think the, if, if you want to summarize the, like deciding on our project, the first thing you're going to see is the art. So if you like the art, then you go on the website and you look, the second thing you need to look for is the team. Is the team anonymous or not? Who is the team? What kind of artist it is? Um, and then you can go to the roadmap and if they have a clear idea specifics that the NFT is going to be, how the NFT is going to be utilized, what's, uh, what's planned for the long term, then, then, then maybe then it's maybe a good time to join the discord 
or Twitter, uh, sometimes I get that it's really hard to join because the only thing you can see is the art and the roadmap is in progress. But if you already know that you have a solid team behind it that are not anonymous, that are putting their name onto this project, then I think, yes, it's a good, it's a good indication of the authenticity and then the, the, the actual like uh, leg legitimate or is it like the pro the project like is le legitimate, like yep. they're doing a really good job and they're like, will do a good job in the long term as well. Yeah. I agree. So unfortunately, we're going to give Divine Anarchy one and a half stars. I do know that they are getting a lot of traction with other YouTube influencers. Um, I would just seriously caution anyone who's going to invest in a project that does not have the names of the individuals who are creating it linked to a LinkedIn or a Facebook or something that, you know, is more legit. I think I think out of everything, you know, It doesn't matter what the artwork looks like. It doesn't matter what, you know, the community and the utility looks like. If there isn't, if, if they are pseudonymous or, or anonymous, those are not projects that I'm investing in. Just no, me too. I would rather have someone put their name into the project that shows that they are invested. That shows that if it goes bad, you go down with it as well. Right. But exactly. Being anonymous makes it easy for you to take a back door and leave. So, yeah, and, and just do a rug pull and walk away with, with all that money. I mean, it's too risky at this point. It's happened too many times. Yeah. So this has been a lot of fun. Uh, so the only thing, you know, Morgan is working on his project. We'll get more information of that, you know, in the coming weeks. Uh, we've, we're working to do the convention uh, in April now. We're looking at April 2022. Okay. Uh, we'll have more information for our audience uh, in the coming weeks and months as we get into that. And that's about where we're at. What do you think, uh, Florian? You got any uh, anything else you want to say? No, I think it was a good show. Maybe a bit long, uh, but I think we got good bits. I think uh, definitely we are able to find like more. We, we, yeah, we both find more projects and then we are able to do make good decision based on what we've learned so far um but it's still got a thing going to be really interesting in the next few weeks a few months as the whole nft world gets more and more traction um but then again just be cautious of what you do <laughs> what you invest in make your research uh, it's not because we talk about something that it's the thing to do um but yeah no it was fun <laughs> fantastic florian this has been great uh to everybody who's watching uh if you like this material and you like us doing this uh please go ahead and like hit the like button down there uh subscribe and uh hit the bell so that you know when we have new content follow us on uh you can follow florian on florian underscore below on twitter you can follow me at trigonal gallery on twitter And uh, we look forward to seeing you next Monday. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thanks.